0: what's going on everybody welcome back to another episode of the my mike and i podcast i am your host noah alvarez episode 145 thank you guys for tuning in no matter what platform you're listening on be sure to hit that subscribe like or follow button on the podcast home page i'd greatly appreciate the support before we get into things I did want to thank generic sports for producing the instrumental playing in the background Check out more of his work on SoundCloud, Bandcamp, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search up, eh, just search up generic sports. Also, shout out to the homie Vince Correa for designing the my Mike and I logo, seen on your screen, and he also helps out a ton too with the graphics that go into the my mike and i instagram page at my period mike and period i if you're on instagram i like to promote some audio a lot of video snippets too from the youtube channel just to kind of highlight some of the what the guests and i spoke about that week and uh, just have a lot of fun sometimes we'll post a poll sometimes we'll post other stuff in the story i don't know i got stickers if you guys are interested in having some stickers feel free to hit me up just help spread the uh I guess marketing the podcast slap them on anywhere slap on your hydro slap them on your laptop slap them on the gas station i've had friends do that so wherever you feel like putting a sticker we got them for you <laughs> um yeah man just before we get into this week's guest i want to shout out too, to the true 100 radio.com spell tru number one hundred radio.com Shout out to Jamal Bostic. Um, he's the one who put this together at True 100. And you know we have plenty of other great podcasts too. Be sure to check out The Morning Routine, Stupid Geniuses. I got a few other ones there as well. But there's some other good ones as well. You're doing fine, miha, as well as a few other podcasts. Charge It to the Game. Damn, we have Charge It to the Game. Vince Correa, who designed the Mike and I logo, has a great radio show. Thursday nights. You're going to kill me because I don't have the time off the top of my head. But damn it, it's, it's on their website, all right? Look up the website, Charges the Game Radio, Thursday nights, Vince Correa and Chewy Waters. Or, actually, I don't know if he has his last name. I just assume it was Waters. Vince and Chewy, they host Charges the Game. Damn, I'm rambling. But, yes, be sure to check out true100radio.com. Spelled T-R-U, the number 100radio.com. One more thing before we get into this week's guest. Last thing I promise, guys. Hope you guys are continuing to battle whatever obstacle you are facing um, I know it's been a rough couple of weeks for myself, but man, I'm just trying to keep a positive mindset on things. And if you just try and focus on the good in your life, I think the rest will take care of itself. So try and focus on the good. Battle the obstacles that you're going through right now. Take one thing at a time. Have some patience. You know, it's, it's really a marathon. I know we talk about it a lot. Nipsey Hussle kind of really coined that term, but it really is life. We got a lot of life to live, so be patient. Let things develop and don't try and rush things. All right, now let's go ahead and get into the guest for this week's episode 145. Can I get a drum roll, please? This week's guest is none other than Flu Love. Now, you can check out Flu Love, spelled F-L-U-L-U-V, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you can listen to music. Check out Flu Love's music. We talk about his earliest interest into music, some of the things he was listening to as a kid and inspired his sound. We also talk about battling through a 12-step program, battling addiction. We also talk a lot about Bitcoin. We're kind of, I would say, not all over the place. It's all about flu love, obviously, but he has an interesting story. So without further ado, hope you enjoy the conversation between flu love and myself. All right, man, well, first thing I wanted to do is thank you again for reaching out to me because I find that, you know, me as a podcaster, I get nervous sometimes to reach out to people. Yeah. So I wanted to start this conversation off with where does that confidence come from just to reach out to someone yeah. you don't even know? Yeah, yeah. And just, uh, you know, shoot your shot, I guess. Absolutely. Um, I guess uh, not
1: too long ago, I just started following, like, everybody in the Orange County area, whether it be, like, artists or videographers or interviewers or anything, you know, just trying to, like, get connected. mm mm-hmm. You know, whether it may be like reaching out to somebody or just or anything, I just wanted to like be in there, you know. I wanted to be in there for a little bit. And then um I see uh I've been hanging out with Dev and Wim, you know, and then Dev's like, Oh yeah, like I know no, you're super cool, you know, yeah. I did one too and then um, and then I saw Wim on there, so I kinda just wanna follow suit with people that are doing you know, doing what's to be done. You yeah. Know? and then um yeah, Wim hit me up, he's like, Yeah, you should do it you know, it's like nice. all right, cool. So I just I just like to put myself out there you know Why there you not? go I like to dabble in little things so I'm gonna to try to do more interviews and more like even bars and guitars kind of cool you know just, mm. just anything I kind of just want to reach out to everybody and just dabble a little bit you know
0: yeah and this is the time to do it you know because you can't yeah. really go out and perform do open mics even right um, so shout out to Wim shout out to Devereaux for helping oh, yeah. set this up for real When was your earliest encounter with music and like your first passion for it you know yeah so my mom was 17 years old when she had me
1: mm-hmm. you know so um She's into that, like, R&B, like Keith Sweat, and, like, Casey and JoJo, and, <laughs> okay. like Tyrese, and, you know, and, like, yeah. R. Kelly and all them. Like, late know? 90s? Yeah, <laughs> that good stuff, you know? So we lived in La Mirada at the time. We lived all over the place. I'm, like, all over Orange County my whole life. But we were living in Orange County, but she was working in Irvine. So um, I went to school in Irvine mm. just when I was, like, 8, 9 years old, seven, eight, nine, you know? And she would constantly drive us, you know, back and forth. And then on the way, you know, she'd be bumping these, you know, like Usher and everything. And I was like, damn, like, I don't know what it was, but like, I loved it. I vibed with it, you know. And yeah. then over so many years, like, that just became, like, my music. Like, I had a passion for that sound, that, like, smooth singing, you know. Yeah. And that was, um, that was like the beginning, you know. And then I started listening to Eminem, mm-hmm. you know. Eminem's like, I'm like a little Stan, bro. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Love that guy. And he um, just put so much passion and He can paint a picture and it's just... He articulates it so well, you know. Mm-hmm. So I fell in love with that, and um, I knew like every every sentence to his, you know, all of his lyrics, you know. And then, um, and then I grew up, and then probably around eleven or twelve years old, I started writing poetry. Mm. I was always really good at writing, you know, even in class, you know, in, in school. Teachers would be like, "Hey, we're doing, uh, you know, we're doing an essay," and everyone's like, "Oh," and I'm yeah. like, "Yeah," <laughs> you know? and I would I always, this. yeah, and I would always kill it. Like I loved, I loved the essays and all that stuff, and That's then tight. started writing poetry. And I felt like I was pretty good at it, and there was this, it's not around anymore, but there was poetry.com, right, mm-hmm. and um, they had this uh, this contest with like 10,000 people in it, and I got 10th place, Oh you know, shit. I was okay. 12 years old, and I was like, damn. And then I start, slowly started figuring out, probably like 12, 13 years old, that writing to like music is just like poetry with music behind it, yeah. you know, so I was like, all right, let's give, this, give it a shot. And I just could not for the life of me figure out how to write a beat. Like, I didn't yeah. even realize that's what you're supposed to do. So I was just writing to it, but not on it. Yeah, know? okay. And then I met this guy. I used to work at Blockbuster, and this guy came Damn, in. You used to work at Blockbuster? Oh, <laughs> yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. That age is young. I'm sorry right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah, crazy. For sure. I'm
0: 29 years old. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah you um, know you got that good jeans though you look yeah, young. yeah
1: you yeah. my mom and dad <laughs> shout out <you> know? <laughs> and I was working at Blockbuster and this guy came in. his name was Vaughn and I guess he used to be in like he's older you know he used to be in a boy band back in the day and he was like big in the music industry for you know when he was younger mm-hmm. and um I told him I'd make music so he gave me some beats to write to and I didn't know how to write to beats so I just wrote it and I like gave it back to him and he's like you got to learn how to ride the beat mm-hmm. and that, that like stuck with me i was like what do you mean yeah. you know he's like you got to like learn to get in the cut you right know? and i was like all right so since then i've just been starting to ride the beat and it took a while like i wasn't somebody that just came out and like i was like naturally good at rapping you know yeah. what I mean? like i
0: i kept at it you know and i got a lot better and like here i am today but yeah that's, that's tight doing. and going back to that like era of music i always feel like maybe it's because i was at at that age too we're both at that age where it's Mm -hmm. like nostalgicness and so we're always going to relate to that music more yeah i feel really like that was a golden era for like smooth music you know t-pain nelly Amarion, like fire dude all those guys you know what I mean that was the best i always tell like my friends like if i was 21 or an adult at that time like Mm -hmm. i would have gotten a lot of trouble yeah (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean like the music now i don't know
1: yeah i don't know about (laughs) it you know it's weird none of it really catches me like obviously like there's some songs that are like these are fire but it's because it's in the music industry and they're like making it sound good and you know it just but it's not really my thing like yeah. i don't know it's just way different than how it used to be mm-hmm. even the 90s back in the day if it wasn't R&B even like the 90s music like sugar ray yeah. or like, Pop, you know, like yeah all that like, even that was like Different than it is now, right? That whole '90s era was a trip.
0: Mm -hmm. Because even like punk rock was big back then, like Green Day, yeah, yeah, Lincoln Park, and I'm trying to draw a blank on some of the other bands like that. But that was huge. Now there's not really like that alternative rock scene. Right, it's all like everyone's kind of into hip hop, and then all the hip hop kind of sounds the same. It does. I will say like there are artists that are good, and and especially because of the internet, Mm -hmm. things are more accessible. We can look up you know smaller artists like yourself, Mm -hmm. Wim Devereaux, Mm -hmm. or just any other people from you know around the country. Right, but um, they're not being pushed as much right you know i think someone like daniel caesar has a smooth voice her Fire. you know uh SZA. Mm-hmm. I like those people but they're not they're known but they're not like the yeah. a-listers you know what i mean that's right. like yeah, yeah. really being pushed mm-hmm. so it's different than like that 2000s where it's like everyone that was being pushed we're mm-hmm. all making that like smooth yeah. baby yeah. making music i was you know? into that bro <laughs> every time that comes on i'm like
1: ooh, it's my shit right here <laughs> yeah
0: so i gotta ask because you mentioned blockbuster mm-hmm. did you work there when they were going under like how was that experience yeah <clears throat> um it was <laughs> I think it was like my second job. I was 18, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I worked
1: there, and um, I don't really know what the fuck I was doing. You know, yeah. I've been doing drugs for a long time. I'm sober now, nine months sober. But mm-hmm. back in the day, you know, I was I was getting high, and the manager there, I forget her name, but she was pretty pilled out too, and she oh. just she just started like, I mean, she had all these prescription pills, and she would give me all these Valium for free, and she, that was like my lift off, my catalyst to like pills, you know. Yeah. So I was coming to work on like all high on Valium all the time, and it was all bad. And, you know, it was like the start of everything, and and then um, I was causing trouble there. You know what I mean? And, and then I got fired. But that was like in the I remember. I remember like that time Netflix came out mm. and it was like this big threat, you know. And then <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we started, we started trying to do like what they were doing, you know, where we would send like DVDs to them, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? But it never caught on. Yeah. And then we just went under. But I wasn't there when it went under, but it was pretty close.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's a trip too, because like the whole experience of going to Blockbuster, unlike anything else, you know, you're going. Yeah. It's Friday night, yeah. either with family or if you're older, you can go with like a significant other. Absolutely. If you got kids, you're going with kids, but it just yeah. it was like an event in itself. It, it was. And, and you know like it was. it was a family of four here You know, it so was my cool. sister mm-hmm. and my, my two parents and so mm-hmm. we'd each pick out a movie you know yeah. chances are if we started early enough we'd try to get to like two or three movies that first night yep. and then wake up in the morning watch the other one yeah, and man. you know that yeah. was like that was our thing you know especially cool. on the weekend where we didn't have anything yeah. planned those late fees though people would be calling on the phone like
1: you know just just mad bro i pick up the phone i'm just a cashier you know what i I don't have any i don't have any say in Mm -hmm. anything you know i'm sorry about your late fees but they're just like what the hell is this like i'm not paying for this and it was just a lot yeah you know
0: it would cause a lot of ruckus in there yeah so i mean when (laughs) it went under for sure like it's one of those things where you know netflix people don't even realize too because it's on this digital platform yeah it used to mail you out like you said dvds and um like no one I, i guess that's like Sometimes older generation not catching up with the times and yeah. trying to adapt as fast enough. Yeah, sounds like Blockbuster did though, mm-hmm. from your angle. But yeah, it's just one of those things you never expected. Like, oh, Netflix mailing dvd yeah, Like, what the hell? That ain't the future. Mm-hmm. I still have one of their Blockbuster shirts, bro. Classic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you, if you hang on to that for like 60 years, that's yeah, gonna be yeah. worth a lot. Of <laughs> <laughs> so
1: funny, dude. It's so little.
0: Yeah, <laughs> there's actually a place in Stockton, like a little shopping plaza. Mm-hmm they still have their Hollywood video building and they haven't taken down like mm -hmm. you know how it had like the different colors and Mm. it had the Hollywood video yeah, kind of like the Hollywood sign Mm -hmm. it was uh, I remember we pulled up it was like an ice cream spot in Stockton because I Mm. used to go to school in Sacramento Yeah, so it wasn't too far away we pull up and i'm like oh my god is that a hollywood video and like i immediately like run over there Fuck yeah. the ice cream place
1: yeah
0: i have to go yeah. over there yeah, I gotta see it. but when you get close to the building it was like a like a hair salon right they just never took down that okay. sign so it yeah, kind right. of misled me yeah, i'm sure yeah. a lot of other people yeah, yeah. i was like oh my god the nostalgia hit and you get there and you're all disappointed yeah it's yeah. like oh, <laughs> damn it like no i don't need the perm yeah <laughs> <laughs> nah but yeah that was good times man you threw me back for a little bit yeah so going back to what you said if you don't mind sharing. Yeah. How did you come out of your, I guess, your substance abuse? Yeah, man.
1: That's um, yeah, a story, but um, I'll run through it. I do panels now, so I, I'm pretty good at like compressing this story. But mm-hmm. I mean, I've been doing drugs like consistently, like every day since I was 14 years old. You yeah. know, and the first time I did I did drugs, I was 12. You know, and um, I took some corecetin pills, those triple Cs. You mm-hmm. know, and it's my first time ever doing it. I I went to a school that had seventh grade and twelfth grade all into one mm-hmm. Shit. yeah and that was in newport was cdm and i just moved from corona at the time and i got there and i was just trying to you know hang out with like older kids trying to be cool you know what i mean trying to fit in and uh these older kids were, were like hey we're doing triple c's and i was like i don't know what that is but let's <laughs> do it you know yeah. and i did it and then uh, my overdose i didn't really fuck with drugs <clears throat> after that until like 14 i started you know like running away from home and just like being just i don't know just running amok yes yeah. you know so I did drugs. Um, I was doing, I never really got into heroin or speed. wasn't really my thing. It was more like the party drugs, you know, like, and then I started getting into pills, like downers and everything. And um, that just progressed. And then I realized that like doing drugs wasn't really uh, a good investment. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I'm like wasting all my money. So I decided like, Hey, I'll just start selling drugs You know, I'll buy in bulk and sell drugs, make money and get high for free. It was like, this is great. And that like became an addiction in itself. Yeah. You know? So I kept doing that. And then my cousin, Met some fool that came down from Liverpool. Mm. And, um, Damn, became, UK, Yeah. Oh, shit. And he became my best friend. And then uh, he came down here and he introduced me to Bitcoin when I was like 20 or 21 years old. That was so early, huh? Yeah, like 2013, <sighs> you know? Yeah, when it was like $70 a coin, dude. Yeah. And he introduced me to Bitcoin and like the dark net. So I was using like Silk Road and like Agora and Abraxas and Alpha Bay and Valhalla and all these like dark net sites. And I was getting, that was like the plug and they were like mailing it to me and all this stuff. And I was, selling all these you know all these things and um that kind of led one thing to another and i started going to jail you know um a lot and um just like ruining my life and losing my friends my family my my cars my houses my dignity like everything just like losing it and i'm also like really i'm a lover you know Mm -hmm. that's where my name comes from like lovesick yeah and um Mm. yeah so i've always had a girlfriend i was always super codependent you know whether it be like drugs or like girls i was like hiding behind somebody you know i never really wanted to like you know I was like scared of myself or something I don't know but I was always hiding behind something or someone and um, so recently I was with this chick for uh, six years and um, we burned each other a lot like it was like the best worst thing that ever happened to me you know like six years was great but like it ended in a disaster you know Mm. and at that point it was more of like we weren't even really I don't even know if we were in love or if it was just like an addiction to each other and just wanted to be you know if we weren't showing each other Love in it, like an affection, and we weren't getting that attention, then like we were showing each other like chaos, you yeah. know, as long as we were showing some sort of attention to each other, you know. So, like that happened, and then and then, um, we didn't we broke up on uh, like last year on January 1st, and um, I was going through it, you know, I was sad, you know, yeah. and then I started doing like more drugs, and then COVID hit, and I lost all my jobs, mm. so then I can I was just doing more drugs, and I was super sad about it, and then she popped back into my life like four months after that just to play me one more time you know and like that was that was the rock bottom right there you know so I ended up heavy heavy topic but I ended up saying like I don't want to feel this pain anymore I never really been suicidal but just didn't really want to feel the pain anymore there's like a place where you don't want to live you don't want to die anymore and I was like in that little limbo land for like a long time and and then that happened and um, so I just decided like I'm gonna go off so I took like a handful of bars and like tried to off myself and I guess before I had like passed out or died or whatever you want to call it like I guess I reached out to a bunch of my friends and then um, I woke up to like paramedics and all my friends around me and like reviving me. And I had all these drugs around. And then um, that's crazy. Yeah. And then I ended up going to rehab. I, I took all my unemployment money and put her, I got an attorney on retainer. And um, he told me, Hey, you should go to Wood Glen. And I was like, I don't know what Wood Glen is. He's like, Well, we're going to put you in there. You know, Wood Glen's a recovery center, it's a rehab up in Fullerton. It's the best one in Orange County. You know, mm. it's going to do you well. So I did that for three months, took me about a month to get with it, you know, but once I did, I mean, it was like the best thing that's ever happened to me, you know what I mean? I started, I got a sponsor, I worked the steps. There you go. I worked all 12 steps, and um, I mean, now, now it's like, Honestly, like, I'm, like, a changed person, you know, yeah. completely. And I've been sober, like, nine months, and I got sponsees and a sponsor, and I'm super active in AA, and... That's dope. I, lo- I love my life today. Like, I'm more solid than
0: I've ever been, you know, so... Yeah, congrats on that, by the way. You said nine months sober? Yeah. Good shit. I know that can be challenging. You know, I know yeah. I have family members Yeah. That are going through their own addictions and, and yeah. battling through their own 12-step programs, but I know it's not easy, you know, Yeah. seeing that firsthand, and, um, yeah. you know, props to you, because it's not... I think the hardest step is, you know, admitting that you... Have a problem, a problem and yeah, you know, wanting to be there and wanting to be there for yourself, not right. for somebody else. Yeah. I exactly. mean you can't go there for that the ex that you know did you wrong. You can't go there for your family. Right. You gotta go there for yourself. Definitely. Mm-hmm. It took a while
1: to figure that out, you know. But the 12 steps, I mean, that's like the best, I mean, that changes you, you know? Yeah. I recommend it to even people that aren't addicts, cause, you know? Because it's just, you're doing the homework on yourself, you know? Like, I've always been, like, a spiritual person, and I feel like this was, like, the next step in spirituality, you know? Like, yeah. You know, like, if you believe in God or whatever, but it, like, aligns you with God. It, like, puts your hand with God, and, you know, and then you, the fourth step is you write out everybody that, like, ever fucked you over, you know? Yeah. You know I and, mean? like, all, this, all these things, like, in, you know, in order, you know? And it kind of just, like, sheds all this baggage that you have mm-hmm. from you you know and you kind of like move forward without this baggage and you just start to develop an understanding of like who you are right. and like all the patterns that you made and like all these defects that you have like I'm angry or manipulative or like all these things and you mm-hmm. start to be more mindful of it and then um, you just don't act on it anymore Yeah, you become like a new person you know right because yeah.
0: I think a lot and then what's cool about those programs because I have my own 12 step program just yeah. to throw it out there cool cool you meet other people that are going through something similar Absolutely. so I feel like that also helps as well because no matter what 12-step program you're in sometimes you feel like you're alone before you go in there right and then when you have other people who've been there for whether it's one year 12 years Mm -hmm. 30 years Mm -hmm. they can share to something they could you know speak about one topic and that just relates with you And you're like well okay and you draw to that person Mm -hmm. whether it's a sponsor or not you know that whole program is all the programs are based on like hey helping one another, what their like own experiences. Exactly. So I, it's it's really cool, like you said, people who don't even have addictions or yeah. related to people who yeah. have addictions.
1: And it's hard. It's hard to like get that message across, you know, because the twelve steps is so like you know in it's the program, you know, they're like, oh, I don't need that, you know, like yeah. that's for addicts, you know. But it's it's like going through it. It's like nah this is like a, it's like doing the homework on yourself. You yeah. Know what I mean, and, like it's a self help. Like this is good. Like, it's good for you to like yeah. figure out all that. You know what I mean? But
0: I think in Zamir, I was talking about it with Zamir from Orange Collective mm-hmm. a couple episodes ago. He. He was talking about how like people are scared to work on themselves. They are, right? Absolutely. It's hard to look like in yourself in the mirror and be like, "Hey, this and this is this is wrong with me." And like you said, homework for yourself. Yeah. But people still think, not not, a ma- not all people, but mm-hmm. I think a majority of people are still very hesitant. Yeah. And afraid to admit that they have problems and definitely. i still think like the stigma of like needing therapy mm-hmm. or you know, needing help is still seen as weak especially like in men you right. know what i mean yeah like no, especially like men older than our generation right you know they're all fucked up now because it's mm-hmm. like they held a bunch of shit in and right it's all catching up to them
1: definitely like i believe that uh i mean the only reason i believe the only reason people get high or anything is because like life really isn't satisfying enough sober to mm-hmm. them you know what i mean like that's what it is but if it was like a struggle to stay sober like i wouldn't do it like yeah. no one would you know like you work these steps, and my sponsor has this saying, and like, I mean, it stuck with me, bro. It's not really a saying, but it's like a lifestyle. But like every time, like ever since the beginning, like however, like if you, every time you fuck someone over or someone fucked you over, you know what I mean? Like there's like a little piece of darkness that like gets smudged onto your heart. You yeah. Know what I mean, like every in after 29 years, I mean, your heart is like black, bro. <laughs> it's like black. So like no wonder you wake up feeling like shit. You know, you wake yeah. up like I'm inadequate or I don't feel good or. I'm never going to mount to anything or like, you know, and you do some shady shit because like you're you're struggling, you're stressed out, your heart is black, you know what I mean? So if right. you like do the homework on yourself and work on yourself, whether it's like 1% or 0.1% or 5% every day, like as long as you're moving forward, you know what I mean? Like there's like a little piece of darkness that's getting smudged off. Yeah. You know what I mean? And after so much time, like it opens up and there's some light that shines through and you're like, I don't know what's going on, but like I feel, I feel better, you mm-hmm. know, I feel better and you keep working on yourself
0: and then all of a sudden like you don't feel like shit anymore, you mm-hmm. know? You said you spoke at panels. How does it feel to, I guess, share your own story among other people who are in programs like that?
1: It feels really good. I mean, that's the 12th step is like, you know, trying to pass the message on, you know what I mean? And I mean, I'm, I mean, it's just the way to go, you know, I feel like to be like everybody wants to be valued, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Valued and appreciated and admired, you know, and respected and, you know, and I feel like the only way to be valuable is to add value to people's lives, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So. If I can add value to anyone who's struggling, like whether it like, doesn't matter what it is, if I say something and somebody picks up on it and it changes them, you know what I mean? That's value. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's important. And the only, you know, we're always, as addicts and alcoholics or just people in general, like we're real selfish. Yeah. You know, we're real selfish. And the reason why we're tripping on ourselves all the time and like we feel like shit all the time is because we're stuck in ourselves. You know what I mean? We're yeah. constantly just not helping anybody, <laughs> tripping on me, 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 me. Like I'm tripped out. I'm tripping out on this. I'm tripping out on this. But it's like, how selfish is that? So if you, the only way to like, help yourself is to get out of yourself and help somebody else you mm-hmm. know so I feel like panels are really important you know yeah to shed some light and some you know mm-hmm on, the, on that type of thing
0: yeah changing perspective I, for me I find myself really like when I'm struggling I like to connect with nature and go on like yeah you know a nice hike or go to the national park. that's something I really enjoy doing because it helps me understand cause like you said you get so trapped in yourself right and then I think you like you realize when you're in like a nature spot for me at least you're not the center of the universe right like your problems are honestly like minuscule on the whole like grand scheme of things you mean like and just like anyone who's alive right now like like not to sound fucked up but we're so minuscule right like our 80 90 years however long we live on the grand scheme of just this planet right is that cosmic calendar yeah cosmic
1: (laughs) calendar we're like december 29th you know tiny little dot yeah it's like nothing yeah
0: Yeah. so it's it's um i don't know it's all about perspective and i i think it's i've noticed like people in the city we live in a very urbanized area so it's yeah. just such a fast go-paced society yeah. and we don't have time to reflect on yeah where we are in the universe we can't right. see the stars at night because of smog or night. the overcast or right. whatever yeah. and we lose perspective of like mm-hmm. you where we are in the universe yeah and i like i really like going to joshua tree and just tripping off the stars at night yeah, man because it's, it's badass up there yeah you just you realize it's like 3d too and like the stars aren't just straight up there's right. like started that way and it's just complete dark and you're like wow perspective is
1: is everything man Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like that's that's a big thing too that i learned in the program you know it's like it's not really like a good situation or a bad situation it's just a situation Mm -hmm. you know and like it's your perspective and how you handle that Mm -hmm. you know i mean I, i believe in god you know and um i just feel like all situations are situations presented by god you know and like that third step is basically says, you know, I just do whatever's to be done that's in front of me, and however that turns out, that's God's will, you know, and like, what a relief, you know what I mean? Because I've been trying to figure things out on my own for so long, and try to, like, manipulate this situation for this to happen, and it's it's exhausting, you know what I mean? So, if you just realize that, like, everything is just presented from God, not as a good situation or a bad situation, it just is, and you just kind of take it for what it is, Mm -hmm. you know, you'd be surprised how many, like, doors open when you stop resisting you know and you kind of just go with the flow whether yeah. you think it's a bad situation or not if you just go with it i mean maybe that's like what's supposed
0: to happen and some things are you know yeah it just unfolds that way it's, yeah and even if something bad does happen it's like you live and learn yeah you can't change the past uh-uh. builds character yeah that's who you are. You know? <laughs> that's true yeah. yeah so how does the does the music go on pause when you're going through this dark period last year in 2020 or how does that affect your music career <clears throat> no so i'm i i I'm
1: one of those people that can only rap Mm -hmm. about what I'm going through, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like I can't, I can't make shit up, or like there's no facade, that's just not me, like sometimes I wish I could, you know, (laughs) but like I can't, so anything that I'm going through, I'm going to talk about it, you know, and um, I know that chick I was with, you know, like that was just, like just ridiculous, it was crazy. So. I made a lot of music about her mm-hmm. you know and um, everything that I have online right now is all is all about me and her you know and then on my Instagram in my captions for every track it gives you like a little backstory of like where the song came from and like what I was going through at that time mm-hmm. and then I went to rehab for three months and I was like if I'm gonna go to rehab like I'm gonna fucking write an album you yeah know what I mean but <laughs> you don't have music in there or beats or anything so I wrote this entire album um, called self-will run riot mm-hmm. and um i just don't have any beats for it at the moment i'm looking for beats but i have everything written out and it's mm. just it's like the last it's like the last uh of her mm. i guess last chapter of her. yeah last yeah. chapter of her and then because now because i'm not like who i used to be anymore so i'm not really depressed over her like i feel like i it's like the best i've ever been in my life you that's know right. like i feel good you know so i'm not really writing about her anymore i'm writing about like what's going on now in my life you know so that's like the last chapter of
0: her mm-hmm Do you know what, and if this is too personal, feel free not to share, but, like, do you know what you were latching on to before you found rehab or or why you were latching on, whether it was to love, Mm -hmm. the drugs, or, you know, whatever else you were latching on to? That's a good question. Um, I think it was just... I don't know, man.
1: I think I just uh, have this... This codependent mindset or this addict mentality within me, you know, and it was just so easy. I think we're scared of like the unknown, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So things feel comfortable. So even if you're getting shit on or stepped on all the time, like I'll stand by your side because I don't want to be alone. Mm -hmm. You're like, I don't know what the future holds for me. I don't like that dark unknown. So you know, we're, we're big on instant gratification so it's like i know that if i do drugs or i know if i stay with this chick i know it's going to be terrible yeah. but at least i know that you <laughs> know? oh okay you know? yeah, yeah rather As than the fear of the unknown the fear of the unknown so i think that's what it was and then this program taught me that's like you know just go with it mm-hmm. you know
0: that's true mm-hmm. wow so you mentioned the album that's coming out right mm-hmm. Be still looking for some beats mm-hmm. well, usually when you write mu- music before that do you look for an instrumental or a beat first or do you write the lyrics before you yeah so I have like a very specific way
1: so um, I have a producer it's been my best friend um, his name is Emil Davis He goes by a child called Lime mm-hmm. that's my boy it was his birthday yesterday he just turned 30 and um, I mean we've been making music for forever we like came up together and you know um, progressed with each other and everything but I'll go online I'll go on like YouTube and I'll just whatever vibe that like is inside of me that i want to portray or convey or anything like i'll i'll search online on youtube for a beat that that i feel that like matches my vibe Mm -hmm. matches my emotion you know what i mean whatever it is i'll find it i'll write to it you know and then i'll give that beat to him and say can you recreate this in your own way and you know keep the vibe yeah do your own thing on it but like keep that vibe that like is on there and like that's how we
0: create music Mm, okay now, going back to your name, Flu Love, you mentioned that I meant lovesick earlier. When did the decision come to use that name? So, I've, I'm very, like, I've
1: evolved in my music, you know what I mean? So, like, in the beginning, I think I was, like, 17, 18 years old, my name was um, LB, which is, like, Lost Boy, you okay. know, and I was just lost, like, yeah. you know, and um, and then I started getting a little better, and then it became Unlucky, it was, like, LB Unlucky, and that was more like a, like a rap, you know, it was like a rapper, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? and then it evolved into verbally mm-hmm. just like a verb bully you know So like verbally and then that that mm-hmm. was more because I was like very intricate and in trying to get these punchlines trying to get these double entendres yeah, and like all yeah. these things very articulate in and, um, and then yeah and I think that um, it just like evolves with me you know it's just however I feel you know and then I've always been in love, you know, I've been in love like six times and had like all these different, you know, like six different chicks and Mm -hmm. I latched on to them, um, just always been like a big lover, you know what I mean? And then as I got older, I just realized like all I really talk about is like relationships and girls, you know, and like my heart and like the condition of it and all these things. So I was trying to figure out like a name and I just, I just thought like flu love was nice because it was like a play on words for lovesick. Right. Um. And then the pandemic happened with the whole flu thing. And I was like, how ironic. Yeah. (laughs) So it was
0: around that time when the pandemic hit when you changed that name? I was probably like, it was probably like eight months or like a year before that. Okay. Yeah. Right on. Mm -hmm. So how did, speaking of the pandemic, how did that affect, you already mentioned a little bit previously with, you know, your ex and everything, but how else did it affect your livelihood? Um, Yeah, I had, as an addict mentality, like I
1: I was, uh, I had four jobs, you know what I mean? I just like loved money and I just... You know, and I was sell, you know, selling drugs on the side. So I was like making money at the time, like before the pandemic. I was a server at three different restaurants, like fine dining restaurants, and then um, I just got this whole like banquet gig that I was going to be serving in LA, and then I was like selling dope on the side and all that, and then. <laughs> When that happened, when the pandemic hit, I got lost all my jobs. You know, I had just moved in with this chick. It wasn't my girlfriend or anything, but I just moved in with this girl. Mm-hmm. And we just signed like a 12-year lease. Or a 12 month, no, I a 12-month lease. 12 years. 12 years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> signed like a 12-month lease. And yeah. like everything was good. I was stoked. It was in Irvine. It was a nice pad, two-bedroom. You know, it was nice. And um, pandemic happened. And she was like, I can't get unemployment. And like, I can't, I don't have any income. So like, I have to break the lease and move to Arizona back with my parents. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, we just signed a lease. Like, no way. But it's pretty selfish of me because I'm like selling drugs, so I'm like I'm good. You know yeah, know what I mean like I can pay rent. Yeah, you know. And um, she moved out, you know. And then I was like in this two bedroom by myself, mm-hmm. you know. And um, and then the whole relationship with with the ex happened. And um, at that point, I mean, I was I was kind of cool with it because it gave me more time to. I mean, I was getting free money from the government, and, yeah. like, I got more time to work on my music, so, like, everything was cool, but I was drowning inside, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I was depressed, so it also gave me more time to, like, harm myself, yeah, know, physically and mentally and, like, all these things, you know? So that wasn't too good, and then it just snowballed into me going to rehab, but, I mean, it rehab was... It is the best thing that has ever happened to me, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And it wouldn't have happened had COVID not happened, mm-hmm. you know? So... I mean shout out to COVID yeah it sounds
0: weird saying that right but I I, people need to look at more of the positives that came about absolutely and and just to share like my personal story like I was living at you know this place I were recording out of but it just it was making me unhappy it was Mm -hmm. soul-sucking I would describe Mm -hmm. but you know because of COVID and because of everything else that was going on I was able to move out I was forced to move out and now I'm staying in another place and while it is like new and like I was you know, you're always waiting for that time when you're like, quote unquote, ready to move out and right. like you have your, you know, whatever this right. in order and this in order. Sometimes you just got to like take that leap of faith and just, mm-hmm. you know, fuck it. You yeah. know, go for it. You have to. Mm-hmm. And you, you know, you live and learn on the fly. Yeah. And because of COVID, like I had, you know, I got to experience that. Yeah. If it hadn't been for COVID, I don't know. I might've right. been, you know, still staying here, staying Definitely. in this unhealthy, you know, uh, I want to say relationship with this unhealthy mm-hmm. household right. and, you know, it would have damaged my spirit more and who knows yeah. where it would have taken me. Yeah. But there's a lot of positives I want to say and just even connecting with people like musically mm-hmm. I know like the interviews in person stopped for a little bit but because of social media and the presence that people were constantly putting on there mm-hmm. I know I was able to connect with a lot of different people in yeah. Orange County artists other podcasts you know clothing brand designers everybody and it's it's been super fun you know like I, I'm i trying to make the most of it and even now it's you know kind of I don't want to say it's over obviously it yeah, might yeah. still be there here for a while but yeah. I don't know just learning to adapt with it but yeah. taking the positives out of it perspective mm-hmm. you know I, I was, you know, I had
1: like three or four serving jobs, you know, and I, it was a lot of work, bro. Yeah. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of walking, you know, yeah. I was exhausted, bro, you know, back and forth from all these different jobs. And it really wasn't what I wanted to do, but it was like paying the bills, mm-hmm. you know. And, um, but then COVID happened, and then I went to rehab and I got out, and then I met some guy in rehab who's like a serial entrepreneur, mm-hmm. I guess you can call him, and he owns a couple businesses, and um, he has a girlfriend who also has a business as well. And um, I said, hey, if you need any help, like, I'm pretty good with social media, you know. Mm -hmm. And he's like, all right, you're hired, you know. So I got two jobs out of that rehab, essentially, from this guy. And, like, now I'm doing social media and digital marketing, which is, like, way more up my alley than serving. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, COVID.
1: (laughs) COVID, (laughs) it's what's up. Shout out to COVID, (laughs) right? right? (laughs) It sounds weird, but, you know,
0: as time passes on people will see more like the positives and yeah. I think even on a granular scheme of things people whether it's talking about reforming the police the education right. system right. and paying more attention to government and politics it's it's all I think it's all benefiting us as a society yeah you know and you yeah. just got like you said take that perspective yeah yeah so I noticed too in a lot of your images or the artwork they use for your photos it's mm. all like in that port what's a Polaroid format Polaroid, yeah what was the inspiration behind that
1: um I like uh, simplicity, but I also like consistency mm-hmm. at the same time, you know, so, I mean, I'm a big fan of Russ, you know what I mean, and Russ is just, uh, all of his album artists is just very, very simple, Yeah. you know, and then I, and then I caught on to Wim, mm-hmm. and Wim does the emojis, and I was like, damn, this, these fuckers are doing the same thing, you know, <laughs> yeah. and I was trying to figure out my own way, and I was like, alright, you know, so I just went with the Polaroid. And um, I'm, big on, I'm big on sunsets, you know? Like, mm-hmm. not necessarily when the sun is setting, but, like, when the sun has set and, like, all those colors come out. Yeah. Like, that's, like, beautiful to me, you know? Mm-hmm. I, can, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, that's, that's my shit. Yeah. You know? So I have thousands of photos that I've taken of, like, the sunset, you know? So I just put each of my photos in a Polaroid and then I kind of just sign it with, like, a heart, mm-hmm. you know? That's kind of, like, my little logo is the heart. Right. And, like, each one is different, you know? It's not just, like... You know, I put it on. I, I like, sign it, essentially, you mm. know, so that's, like, my little, my yeah, little stamp.
0: Tight. Yeah, Hell yeah. All right, so you mentioned Russ is another inspiration of yours, <sighs> artist-wise. Love Russ. Who are some other people, or let's stick with Russ. What do you love most about Russ? <clears throat> Russ is, uh... I mean, he's...
1: I don't it's smooth, you know what I mean? And it's, like, happy. He's got, like, happy music, but he... Sometimes he has that, like, uh bitter vibe as well mm-hmm. when he doesn't sing too much when he kind of raps so he's he's very multifaceted you know and uh, I like that he just he's self-sufficient you know he doesn't really rely on anybody yeah like that's nice and um, I like that he just doesn't talk about the normal things that we hear about mm-hmm. music you know what I mean he's got like some shit to say right you know what I mean he's confident. You know, he's an entrepreneur, you know what I mean? He's constantly writing books, you know what I mean? He owns, like, apartment complexes. Yeah, that's crazy, right? He's a straight-up entrepreneur, you know? He's got a business mindset, you know? Mm -hmm. So even if he didn't make music, he would be all right. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that's kind of, like, where I'm at, too. It's like, yeah, I love making music, and I've been making music for, like, 12 years, you know? But in my 20s, and I kind of blew by him with, like, the whole drug thing. I I mean, I had a lot of fun. I wouldn't really change it. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, like, I tried to get signed, and I tried to do things, you know, in music in my 20s but now that I'm like I'm gonna be 30 this this year mm-hmm. you know and it's not really like my main focus is to like try to get big or try to get famous or like be a rock star or a pop star or anything it's mm-hmm. like I like I like business mm-hmm. like I do you know and um, that's probably why I sold drugs for so long too like I like the business aspect of it right you know so I'm like buying a house pretty soon you know nice. but I'm not gonna live in it and I'm gonna rent it out Congrats, you know what I mean yeah. yeah so I'm gonna start doing that and start you know selling houses and stuff and like I'm trying to Start this like cryptocurrency consulting company. Oh, okay, you know what I mean. You know, so I like business. You know, and like that's my thing. And music just allows me to get everything that's inside of me out. It's like a journal. Mm-hmm. You know, and if people dig it and they like it, then like that's great. You know, I'm into mm-hmm. that. Like that's what it's that's what it's there for. Half of it, half of it's for me, and half it's like well, I like to help people. You know what I mean. And I like to relate to people. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a very personable person, and I I just want to get my stuff out and if they relate to it then that's cool so if it picks up then cool but if it doesn't like it's more for me mm-hmm. you know and I'm yeah. just gonna I need to make music and like you know if, if I'm gonna get a chick or like a wife or you know have a kid or like help my mom like I can't just put all my eggs in one basket and be like I hope this takes off Yeah, you know and of like, course. some people do that and like by all means go for it you know mm-hmm.
0: but like I got to have, like, a strategy. Yeah, you, know, you can lose point. big like that, too. You can. Think about, like, the 2008 recession. A lot of, yeah. you know, families weren't set off in other ventures. And so yeah. when their one main source of income right. fell through, it was yeah. like, oh, shit, like, yeah. devastated, you know? Yeah, and, there,
1: and especially being in this age, this day and age, there's, like, so many ways to make money, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Especially with, like, the whole digital era and, like, mm-hmm. online and, like, the digital marketing. There's all these different, there's so many different ways to make money, you know what I mean? Even, like, trading cryptocurrency or trading stocks or trading options, you know, or just there's a lot of ways, and like I like making money, but I also like the dynamic and the mechanism behind like making money. You mm-hmm. know, It's like a hustle, and like it like fuels me. I like
0: that, so mm-hmm. I just like to dabble in a lot of different things. Did you have any early entrepreneurial experiences as a kid, whether it's like selling sandwiches or chips at school or anything? Um, I don't know. It's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so, but my
1: mom met my stepdad when I was eight, and he's like a big time business guy. Okay, you know what do I you mean? So. Even if I didn't pay attention to what he was doing, I mean, he was making a lot of money and doing big business shit, and like okay. that was
0: like in the back of my mind all the time. You know? Okay. Yeah. Now you mentioned cryptocurrency a few different times. Yeah. What do you see? I guess as far as like in your opinion, what do you see as the future for cryptocurrency? I'm big on cryptocurrency, bro. Like, that's my my
1: thing. You know, I got introduced to it in 2013 from mm-hmm. that guy from Liverpool, and um, I didn't know. It's like I knew like i knew that it was going up like all the time because it always was Mm -hmm. you know but i was more into like oh i can buy drugs online from like germany and have it sent here you know what i mean like that was (laughs) that was what i was into i was like this is badass yeah But if i would have i mean i was buying thousands and thousands of dollars worth of bitcoin every single month Mm -hmm. to fuel my drug dealing addiction Mm. but if i didn't buy drugs with those and i i save my bitcoin i mean i have like over 880 million dollars yeah you know, which is insane yeah you know and while i was doing that i wanted to you know i i need to know like I, I like to know things so it took me a long time but like i figured out the ins and outs of bitcoin like i know because ex- I, I can tell you all about blockchain technology and how it works and like all this stuff you know and i was writing a book on it and like that's the company that i'm trying to start now it took a okay. while but I had I was writing a book on it and I was like getting everything ready and then I got busted by the feds. You oh, know what I mean? Shit. And the feds took all my shit. They took all my external hard drives, my computers, my phones, really? everything. And I, I can't get it back because
0: it's I just can't. So, Is it because what you were talking about was they don't want that released yeah, to the public?
1: No, no, no. It's because um, it, I just had like a lot of cryptocurrency mm-hmm. and they think it was drug money, so they just took it. You okay. Know? So I can't really get it back, and. Um, yeah, but all the all the shit that I was writing about it was like it was a book on the ins and outs of cryptocurrency, like the the fundamentals of the world of cryptocurrency. And I was I'm still gonna do it, but um, I had all this stuff, and I mean that was just uh, I don't know that was that was like my thing. So I've always been like real into it, and I started developing like how to trade. It took me a while to figure out how to trade and like watch the markets and everything. Mm-hmm. And um, I think there's a lot of hate on Bitcoin, but I mean it's kind of undeniable. People are like, well, it crashed, but it's like. I mean, if you, look so at does, the tra- yeah, if you look at the track record from Bitcoin, it started at zero. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's at 50K right now. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure that's like, a pretty good track record. You know, and they're like, well, it hit 20K and then it went back down. But it's like, it wasn't really a crash. Mm-hmm. You know, what goes up has to come down. And like, as bulls and bears, like, we like when it goes up because you sell. But like, we need it to go down to buy. Right. You know what I mean? So like, I'm cool with it going yeah. like this. You know, <clears throat> I'm cool with it And like, you know, every... Every so often, I mean, it's like every ten minutes, I guess, but like more bitcoins. There's the thing about Bitcoin is like, unlike the federal government and like the Federal Reserve and everything, I mean, they have infinite supplies of money. You know what I mean? They keep right. printing money, you know, and that's why it's all inflated and the dollar's worth nothing. You know, right. they just keep printing and printing and printing. It has no value. Mm-hmm. So the thing about Bitcoin, it's in the protocol, is like there's twenty, there's only twenty one million bitcoins that will ever exist, ever, oh, okay. ever. So it's like a finite supply. Yeah, you know what I mean? So like that's valuable. Mm-hmm. You know, and in the year twenty one forty nine is when the last Bitcoin is going to be mined, you know. And I think so. It's like the future of money, you know. Right now, it's like all up and down, but like we're capitalizing on that by making money and trading it. Mm-hmm. But once the last Bitcoin's mined, it's going to level out, and there's not going to be any more of this. And
0: like that might be when people start using it as like a currency mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to buy the stuff at like stores. Yeah. So you said twenty one forty nine, or is that like maybe sooner? Twenty one forty nine is the is the year that it will. Okay. The last Bitcoin will be mined. Oh shit! Yeah. Yeah, and. The, i think at least cryptocurrency whether it's bitcoin or some of the other stuff it's to the common citizen i feel like there's a lot of like unknown knowledge about it right and you hear about bitcoin because i remember hearing about it like jay-z and i think 50 cent were like rappers who were Mm -hmm. pushing for um, the rappers that i followed that were pushing for bitcoin back in its earlier stages and you know i was also 18 19 at the time too so i didn't think about stuff like that and then i remember when i was in college it started getting a little bit more traction and now obviously too because of social media and the mm-hmm. recent like you know spike yeah a lot of people are talking about bitcoin but right. even now there's other cryptocurrencies i was watching an interview with akon and he wants to start a coin, which is like mm-hmm. a cryptocurrency that used all over africa mm-hmm. and now there's dogecoin that at least you mm-hmm. know like elon musk will yeah. talk about and mm-hmm. and now people are buying into that i'm not gonna lie i went into yeah. that the yeah, uh, yeah. what do you call that that fad and mm-hmm. you know bought some dogecoin as well yeah but it's just one of those things where i still don't t- technically understand it and um but yeah. i know there's even th- this is the first year an nfl player asked to get paid half of his mm-hmm. you know yearly salary yeah. off of bitcoin smart, and i was like wow that's dope like this is going to yeah. be something that you know definitely comes into our society more and more
1: there's always uh, like in every boom i guess like the economic boom or the internet boom or the real estate boom there's always like three three booms you know and it's like in each boom there's like three aspects of it and there's like the pioneer stage mm-hmm. you know when people get in at like fractions of a cent you know and those are the people that make the most money right. you know and then Time goes by and then there's the um, the smart money that gets involved, like the investors and the banks, mm-hmm. you know, and that's like the smart money. And it's like the second part of it. And then the third part is like when society and individuals start getting involved. And mm-hmm. like, that's like the last boom. So we hit the pioneer stage of cryptocurrency and Bitcoin. We hit the smart money. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We're kind of coming out of the smart money a little bit. And now we just need like everybody and their moms, which is like society, to be like, I think I'm going to buy Bitcoin. Like, you know, we need to make it more user-friendly for people to buy Bitcoin. And once everybody starts buying Bitcoin, it's fucking off. It's on and cracking. The shit's going to fly through the roof. Yeah. You know? So Bitcoin's like the only, not the only one, but I mean, it's the grandfather. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. it's it's here to stay. There's other ones like Ethereum and Cardano and Ripple and all these different things. You know what I mean? And like, they could be here to stay as well. But like, one thing I know for sure is Bitcoin's going to be here to stay. So like, all the other ones, like, maybe, Mm -hmm. you know? And then there's like the ones that Won't be here to stay, but people are making money off. Yeah,
0: you know. Yeah, it's just like another like like I said earlier, like a fad, something to kind of ride for a little bit, right? You know, get on it before it crashes. Kind of like the whole GameStop thing that we heard about recently, too. You know. Yeah, yeah, but I find it interesting because at least with the whole stock thing, it it is all. I think people have this misconception misconception that it's easy money or whatever. Yeah, you got to do a lot of research, and like I've been fortunate, you know. That i've been able to invest a little bit more because mm-hmm. um, well, i didn't invest at all like up until 24 25 yeah but this past you know year and a half i was able to put some money and i'm really big on like clean energy because mm-hmm. i feel like that's the future and we're seeing car companies like gm yeah. you know put more money into electric vehicles mm-hmm. some of the stocks that i bought for like you know a dollar something are now like 12 13 and it's like yeah. you know i sometimes regret not putting like more stocks into it i only bought like a handful yeah. and you know you learn though yeah you, know? you, you, you make some money off of it yeah, yeah. but like if i put like yeah. Know, 200 bucks in that. not that, like damn yeah, yeah definitely yeah so it gets
1: sad sometimes to think about it. so sometimes like, <laughs> I just can't think about it like
0: the whole bitcoin thing I have
1: so much bitcoin that like the feds have yeah you know I
0: mean it's like my bitcoin that they have that I'll never get back and it's like mm-hmm. only just so sh- what happens sh- to that goes. bitcoin do you know does it just stay locked up or does it yeah, go out back to the market people nah, can buy it it stays on a little drive that they have in mind and a
1: fucking who knows dude mm-hmm. who knows what goes on with it All right. But like, that was back with the ICO stage, you know, kind of like IPOs, there's ICOs, you know, like initial coin offerings. And that's when, that was like a whole fad too. And like, they banned that in the US now because Mm -hmm. people were just creating cryptocurrencies, Mm -hmm. just creating them and writing a white paper, which describes what it is making it look all fancy like a diamond like it's gonna do this like we'll do this and this and this and everyone's like oh my god it's like the new coin like i need to put money in it so people are making like hundreds of millions of dollars in a day you know what i mean but it was a scam yeah it was like the best scam ever you know what i mean so like that's what a lot of those little cryptocurrencies are still you know but now they're kind of they go up and down so it's like a pump and dump you know what I mean? you pump it up and you sell it and then that's it you know so i had I have a lot of money in a lot of different cryptocurrencies mm-hmm. like a lot you know and um they have it all now so that's but, damn yeah. that's crazy man sucks.
0: you need to fight to get that back yo. i know bro, i know <laughs> make some yeah. music about it <laughs> talk about like the feds got my bitcoin <laughs> <For real. laughs> free my bitcoin <laughs> start a hashtag or something Free my bitcoin for real <laughs> all right well sounds like you have a lot of other interests outside of music yeah especially business-wise too is there anything else you see yourself doing in the future
1: um, I just want to get I just want to get better with like the whole digital marketing thing you know mm-hmm. I think like, it's like a good niche to have especially if I want to work remotely and then also like make music on the side like I want to do something that doesn't take up all my time you mm-hmm. know so I feel like Google Ads and Facebook campaigns and mail marketing and SMS marketing like these are all you know these are good niches to get into it's like a whole digital marketing thing you can work remote with all these different businesses by yourself you mm-hmm. know and just get paid for it so and it's only going up. It's a new market, you know. It's social media. It's just constantly growing. You know, it's pretty new. Yeah. You know, so I'm just trying to stay in that lane and just kind of do that. And then, um, yeah, I want to start some businesses up. But mm-hmm. when it happens, it
0: happens. Mm-hmm. Do I love
1: making music. I mean, it's my thing, you know. So mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna be staying with that forever, regardless of how, if it picks up or not. Mm-hmm. You know.
0: Do you feel like what you're learning from the digital marketing you can apply to your own tactics as far as promoting mm-hmm. your music? Absolutely. That's yeah. one of the reasons why, like, I wanted to get into it. Mm-hmm.
1: You know. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot that can come out of that.
0: Learn the ins and outs and everything? Yeah. Promotion,
1: okay. yeah, with Google Ads and everything and music and SEO and have it funneling into one spot and, like, having, you know, it's just a lot that goes with it and it's, like, a great way to promote yourself okay. musically, so. Yeah.
0: You, what would you say, like, the biggest common misconception of digital marketing and how people can use it to promote their businesses, whether they're musicians or just they have a local lawnmower company or whatever? Mm-hmm. What's the biggest misconception that people have of it?
1: I don't really know
0: what the misconception is, um, I don't know, mm-hmm. I don't think I've really like... Or if you were to like tell one thing to, you know, each person that you know about digital marketing and why it's special, Right. Right. What would, I guess what would be like the selling point?
1: Yeah, I feel like um, it's the new age, you know what I mean, so everything's like digital, it's the digital era, you know, so promotion is mainly online you know Mm -hmm. and um, like ads are running online now you know so if you and you can con you know you can get the reach online compared to like calling somebody you know because a lot of the times when you call people they're not gonna answer the phone or it (laughs) says scam risk or anything you know and then word of mouth is cool but like even like little flyers you can only get so far and i feel like you can reach the entire world on digital markets you know what i mean on with, with digital marketing and even if you have a little lawnmowering company you know i mean You just put an ad on Google, you know, for Google ads and it comes up first, you know, and as long as it's eye-catching, you know what I mean, people are going to click on it, you Mm. know, and like, it's a good return regardless. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of reminds
0: me of like a digital newspaper. Uh, I still remember Mm -hmm. my parents were big on newspapers and supporting the Orange County Register, so... You know, every time you'd flip a page, there'd be a lot of articles right. on sports or articles on the community, mm-hmm. but then there'd be, like, a little ad in the corner, and I right. think that's what, like, more and more what our web pages are starting to look like. Definitely.
1: Yeah. And I think even, like, even if it's not, like, a, a tangible product that you're selling, like, even if it's, like, a service or even, like, music, you know what I mean, like, promoting online, because there's so much more than just, like, where we live, mm-hmm. you know? Like, maybe for music, like, if my niche, like, if, you know, if my fan base isn't necessarily in Orange County or in L.A., then, like... I'll post an ad to run
0: in Germany. Yeah, you know what I mean. And like yeah. maybe they're feeling me. You know what I mean. Okay. So
1: it's just you got to dabble in different areas, mm-hmm. figure out like where your fan base is.
0: Have you seen your music pop off anywhere else other than you know yeah. your community? Yeah, Germany and in, um, in like uh,
1: Germany and like Canada right now, mm-hmm. popping off over there. Okay. Yeah, I do. Fa- I do um, Instagram promotions over there, so okay. I'm getting a lot of lot of love from over there
0: nice That's every cool. now and then i'll look at my um, statistics from like when i upload and everything mm-hmm. and i notice i have like a consistent listenership from brazil yeah. turkey yeah. and i forgot the other country but i don't know i, I definitely should consider yeah. running maybe more ads i'll have to like hit you up on some stuff like yeah, that cuz i don't really understand the whole digital marketing space but yeah, i know that'll help
1: i just like to i just like to like
0: I like to zone in and figure things out. Yeah, I
1: have to. It's like I don't know why. Maybe it's an (laughs) ego thing, but I just want to know everything about it. I feel that. So okay.
0: So you mentioned earlier too, before we started recording, that there's a lot of artists in Orange County. Mm -hmm. But how do you, as an artist, you know, when you're introducing yourself to someone new, Mm -hmm. how do you stick out from the crowd? Whether it's with your art or just the way you carry yourself.
1: Yeah, I feel like um, I feel like I'm like a humble rapper. You know what I mean? Like I don't introduce myself. Like I came in and I introduced myself to her as Justin. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like and even Shanti, shout out to Shanti, she's rad, but Shanti's like, every time we go out, I'll introduce myself as Justin, and she's like, you need to stop doing that, yeah. you Stop. start introducing yourself as Flulo, yeah. and I'm like, okay, you know, but I don't really do that, I kind of just stay in the background, you know, and I just kind of have this hidden talent, and like, if it comes about, like, I'll, you know, I'll let it out, mm-hmm. you know, and um, I think that kind of, like, a little bit separates me, because I'm not so abrasive about it, like, yeah, hey, I rap, or I do this, or like, this, you know, I kind of just, like, fly through the radar real quick and then like if somebody wants to make a track then I'll just like lay fire on it you Mm -hmm. know and um I feel like I have a different style Mm -hmm. too you know I don't really know how to describe it some people would say like the weekend young pinch but like I like but I've had so I've evolved so much like the shit that I have I I was in like a little group with this other guy and um it's on Spotify I don't really have any followers you know but uh, it's called Love Me Not Mm -hmm. and um that's like before I became Flu Love, mm. and it's like emo rap, but like mm. hard alternative emo rap with like electric guitar, and I'm like raspy, almost like, you know. So I have so many different vibes, so I can like get on any beat. You know, it just depends on like what beat it is and how I'm gonna do it. But I, I feel like I'm very diverse too. So mm-hmm. I just fit the beat any any time. You know, and um, I don't know, just different. Yeah. Know? It's like I like my style, you know. I just, I, um, Yellow Wolf is like a big fan.
0: I I got into fast okay.
1: rap for like a long time, and like Yellow Wolf taught me how to like rap fast,
0: you know. So speaking of Orange County, I know you are tight with Wim and Devereaux. Mm-hmm. Who are some other artists that you've seen in Orange County that are you know you really like their sound?
1: I fuck with pretty papes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Um, I don't listen to him a lot, but like every song that he puts out is fire, Yeah, you know, and his work ethic is unmatched as well, mm-hmm. you know, and um, he's got a good manager, you know what I mean, and he's got the whole visual aesthetic going on, and yeah. he just stays with it, you know, so like I respect him a lot. There's really not too many
0: people that I fuck with, okay. you know, yeah. it's not that I don't like them, it's just they don't fit my vibe. I yeah, of course, it it's is, not meant know? to, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like funny. don't try and fit a square peg into a round circle. You yeah, know yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But um,
1: there's a lot of people. Um, Jimmy Martinez is kind of cool. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, I just found out about... What's his name? Is it like Adrian Calloway? Couldn't tell you. There's a lot of
0: Orange County artists. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: But um, yeah, I fuck with Wim and Devro. Those are my two. I mean, mm-hmm. fire. Yeah. You
0: know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. fire. <laughs> and, I, and I feel like every time I like i'm on the instagram platform or maybe even twitter sometimes too there's always a new artist like being promoted on one of those like oc artist kind of sites mm -hmm. and uh you know it's just it's hard to keep track of you know some Mm -hmm. people have a lot of body of work but i feel like you know someone like wim definitely has the he's been doing it for like five six years and Mm -hmm. you could look back on his soundcloud and find all that stuff right there's a lot of people who are just new to the game and they're trying to ride the wave i feel like but Mm -hmm. um you know, it's it's kind. Of, it can be kind of overwhelming. I yeah, guess you could say. There's, definitely. There's so many different like talents, and then obviously there's like you know Young Pinch and Four who yeah, yeah. kind of say like got out a little bit of Orange County and have their mm-hmm. sound yeah played other you know other parts yeah. of the state and stuff like that. So
1: yeah, they're cool. I don't listen to them too much, but they're good. You know, mm-hmm. I like them a lot. I wish there was more that I like
0: mm-hmm. listen to. You know, but um, just Women Dev. Yeah, what do you, I guess? What do you like about their music that stands out differently from others? It's crazy because I feel like. I feel like Wim is, like, my top ten favorite artist in the world. Yeah. Bro. Like, his shit slaps. Yeah. Like,
1: everything. But I don't know what it is. It's just, it's kind of like Russ. It's just simple. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's smooth. It's simple. He can rap. He can sing. You know, his melodies are fire, mm-hmm. you know? And then with Serpent on the beat, it's just a nice beat. Mm-hmm. You know? It just mixes very well. It's like they were made for each other, you know? Mm-hmm. So that sound is fire. And then, um... And then Dev just, like... Pfft, just voice of an angel yeah you know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and she's got that little like hard style to her yeah you know? she's developing some sass she, you know in her voice sass you know and um, she's getting more poppy too she mm-hmm. got this like little pop thing going on and like that's rad i like pop music you know what i mean i've been into like pop punk for a long time and all that so and she's just smooth you know so both of
0: them i mean i just i i, I enjoy their music a lot
1: mm-hmm. you know
0: are there any other artists, whether it's in Orange County or outside, yeah. that you really want to work with in the future?
1: Yeah, Chris Miles, bro, mm-hmm. that full sick. You know who that is? No, I do not. Yeah, I've been following him for a minute. I think he's only like twenty-one years old, but I mean, he was like a child prodigy mm. when he was like he was like a twelve-year-old rapper and he was all over YouTube. Oh shit! Yeah. Um, his voice was so little. You know what I mean? Before puberty, <laughs> it was just so little, but <laughs> like he was killing it. You yeah. Know? And then he was on Shade Forty Five, and Eminem was kind of fucking with him for a little bit, and then. Um, he's from New York and then I think he moved down here. I don't know what happened, you know, but I, I would guess he moved to L.A. and Hollywood and got into the drug scene and kind yeah. of all his labels dropped him or whatever. I don't know, you know, but he no longer has that, like, production anymore, I guess. Like, he doesn't have that label behind him, but he's doing things on his own now. Okay. So he's, like, working with Diablo a lot. I see him on Instagram. He's, like, you know, he's in, like, that pseudo-celebrity Hollywood <laughs> place, that land of... Yeah. You know, <laughs> wherever it is. It's a gray area. You know, yeah But um he's fire that his shit is i fuck with his shit hard too okay everyone i meet i'm like hey check out wim and chris miles
0: okay yeah those are two go-tos yeah right on man what other stuff do you have planned out for the year 2021 whether it's music wise or just stuff outside of music too yeah um i got a lot of i have like like a vault Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and
1: um i just don't have like a steady producer or an engineer because my producer and my engineer is my best friend but like we just have different um like time timings on things you know what I mean like mm-hmm. he's a night owl and I am too but I got work you know yeah. and like I require sleep and he just doesn't mm. you know so <laughs> he's like a 30 minute a day kind of guy and it's oh like, shit I cannot do that really you know? yeah like I sleeping need some, 30 minutes yeah oh shit crazy you know I just can't do it yeah, yeah I can't. it'll <laughs> that ruin sound my healthy. week yeah yeah <laughs> <it doesn't. laughs> I know um even pretty Page talks about it too though he's like what you know about killing your health to get the wealth you mm-hmm. know yeah I'm like all right, yeah I get it you know but I just can't you know so I'm always looking I'm looking for producers looking for engineers because I have like probably like a hundred songs written ready to go two beats you know but I need someone to like recreate the beats or you know or something you know yeah get a mix and master and everything yeah yeah so I want to finish all those I want to apply my digital marketing that I do with my job to my music Mm -hmm. and then um, I want to I want to collaborate with more people you know Mm -hmm. I just kind of like want to get into um, the scene a little more and then I want to start making
0: videos too nice yeah nice do you have any ideas for videos that you want to present
1: I got some ideas okay trying to work on them with this guy right here okay (laughs) right on looking forward
0: to seeing those in the future I'll, I'll add this though too with the whole like sleeping thing I feel like during college, I was really like good at sleeping four or five, t- like four or five hours a night, and mm. like I was money on that. Yeah. And uh, but I feel like I burned myself out. Like mm. now, I need at least like six or seven, and if I don't, like it's so it's gonna be a rough day. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I I, I don't know. Some people are. I don't know if it's like genetics because like the whole thirty minutes a day that sounds pretty crazy. Not good. Like yeah, it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> sound good. great. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, but some people like can function off of that for like yeah. long periods of time. And some people are just dedicated. You yeah. Know what I mean?
1: Some people just dedicated to you know their craft. Mm-hmm. And like by all means go yeah. for it but like it ruins my week yeah you know what I mean like if I pull an all nighter like I'm done for like the whole week <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just can't do it yeah so
0: yeah. I, I don't know shout out to their genetics or whatever for that really? allows them to do that <laughs> I cannot <laughs> all right so as we wrap up things for the show yeah. did have these like fun introspective questions to help the audience to get to know you a little bit better so the first one I'm gonna ask you, if you could speak with anyone in history dead or alive who would you want to speak with the most hmm. interesting
1: um <clears throat> damn that's a question <laughs>
0: <laughs> hmm
1: I mean Alive probably probably M just mm-hmm. cause he's like a big inspiration of mine you know and I'd like to see his his uh, routine of how he creates you know that would be cool and then um Dead probably God
0: yeah you know okay but, like, I've had some I would like to have some conversations with him, bro. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> what is, What is your the? De- because everyone has their own deception of God, right? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of like mainstream mm-hmm. society is this older white gentleman with gray hair. Mm-hmm. But like, if you had to put a face to God, what would it be? So
1: the whole face to God, I think. I think when people think of like you know the dude with the beard and the long hair, I mean I think that's just Jesus. You know? Okay. Like that's my perspective on it. I think that's just Jesus, and um, me God is. God is, like, everything, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? God is, I mean, at a subatomic level, like, everything in the world, when you break it down to a subatomic level, is Mm -hmm. energy, you know what what I mean? This table's energy, like, my clothes, my thoughts, my my words, like, everything is energy, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And it's all connected, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, everything is connected through energy. So, I feel, like, everybody thinks we have, like, individual souls, you know what I mean? But it's really just, like, one soul, but, like, we have more, like, Mm. matter conglomerated into one spot, so it seems like, you know, we're, like, individuals, but it's Mm. really just, we're all connected. It's all just a connective, collective energy, you know? So I feel like God is just this, He's everything. He's everything. Omnipresent, omnipotent, you know, like, everything. And I feel like we all, since we're all connected, like, we are God, in a sense, you know? But not a lot of people believe that we are, or even, like, want to believe it, you know, so Jesus, I believe in Jesus too, you know I'm not like a Christian or anything, but I believe, I think he was like a great teacher, you yeah. know, and like a super dope hippie, Yeah, and he, <laughs> yeah. He, he like believed yeah. that like he was the son of Christ like without a doubt, Yeah, he was just believed it, and yeah. like your mind's super powerful so oh, if you believe yeah. in something, you know what I mean, like that's what it is, you mm-hmm. know, not a lot of people can believe that much to think that like, you know, nobody wants to walk the, that footstep either, nobody Right. want to walk in those footsteps, so I just believe God is like everything
0: okay you know? all right one more follow-up off of that do you feel like you were something in a past life because just to like, relate to my experience i feel like every time i'm in a deeply forest area, mm-hmm. area and it doesn't have to be like super green and everything It'd be like you mm-hmm. know one of those dead forests but i always feel like i'm nervous and i'm in fight fight or flight mode which makes me think like hey i was like a squirrel back in the day mm-hmm. or in a mm-hmm. past life mm-hmm. if that makes sense because yeah, i yeah. had to be on edge yeah do you ever feel like something like that similar Yeah, I'm big on um,
1: reincarnation. Mm -hmm. I believe that's like a real thing, um, without a doubt. And um, because like to think that like this is all there is, like just this one, like on the cosmic calendar, like when the universe was created, to think that like this is it, this is the only life, like just doesn't make sense. You know, like it's so eternal, like life is eternal, Mm -hmm. you know. I don't know if people understand the concept of eternal, you know what I mean? But, like, there's no way that this is it, you know? So I believe in reincarnation, like, thousands and thousands of times, you know, and that nostalgia that you're talking about. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I think I'm not really sure what mine was because I'm pretty sure there's, like, thousands of times. Yeah, of course. But when I used to smoke DMT, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, (laughs) yeah, I was a big DMT guy. When I would smoke DMT, I would always go into this, like, Aztec... Egyptian realm, mm. all the time, and like when I was there, I felt like I had been there before, like it was like a past life, you mm-hmm. know, and um, so maybe something with like a pharaoh or something like that, some Egyptian vibes. That'd be tight. Yeah, Hell yeah,
0: that's what I think. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on to the next question. If you were stranded on an island, but food and water are provided, mm-hmm. what are three things you'd like to bring to help pass the time? Music, um, something to write with, mm-hmm. and
1: then. Um, yeah, I'd like to have, I'd like to have a girl there. Okay. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. You can yeah. do that.
0: All right. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Um, right. if you could have any toppings on a pizza, what would they be? Hmm.
1: I like. Um, I was vegan for four years. Oh. I'm not really vegan anymore, but like I still eat vegan shit. But I also just eat everything now. But if I had to choose, um, I mean I like. I mean pepperonis are fire, and then um I like I like pepperonis and I also like jalapenos a lot and okay. mushrooms. So I probably go with i probably go with pepper pepperonis mushrooms and jalapenos okay fire sounds good yeah i like ranch on pizza too that's just fire <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's just so good
0: i think like a good pizza doesn't need ranch but the pizza's yeah, yeah, like like yeah. decent or okay <laughs> yeah, like yeah. definitely with ranch you I know smother that thing It's <laughs> <laughs> so good yeah if yeah. you could have any kind of exotic pet or exotic animal as a pet what would it be
1: hmm
0: it's interesting no idea bro no okay. or like if (laughs) you could be reincarnated Mm -hmm. to go back to that someone just asked me too at this party that
1: I was at like you know what's your favorite animal and I don't know why it's so hard for me but like I don't know I just I love animals like all of them you know I'm cool with all of them. Okay. You know? So I really, I wouldn't mind, like, whatever you want to put me in, like, I'm cool. So, like, know?
0: ladybug to bird to anything? Anything, bro. All right. Like, they're
1: all unique in their own way, and <laughs> yeah. I'm down to, like, live that life for a little bit, you know? Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, whatever. Yeah. Birds are cool, though. You know, like, a, like an eagle is cool. Mm-hmm. Just fucking the king, you know? They're all cool. Yeah. I love them all. You know, like a lion king of the jungle, bears all big, you know? Mm-hmm fucking eagles flying around like they're all dope i'm yeah. cool with I'm cool with all of
0: them yeah. i really fuck with like crocodiles and alligators and yeah, i remember getting asked this question when i was a kid and it's always been that answer just because yeah. yeah like they've been one of the oldest long longest living species on this right. planet you yeah. know what i mean Definitely. like they haven't changed a whole lot mm-hmm. from the dinosaur age right prehistoric times yeah. and they're still kicking it around you, you know history bro yeah <laughs> that's <laughs> crazy <laughs> you, you know history. yeah that's rad and then last question if you could give any advice to your younger self what would it be um don't
1: don't let your emotions run your life Mm. just kind of use them as like a tool you know what I mean just like identify that you're feeling this way but don't act in the emotion Mm -hmm. and then also just um just
0: accept things for how they are more acceptance okay right on well this is fun before you go go ahead and plug whether it's an instagram website or anything else that you got going on that you want to promote
1: yeah so i'm flu love it's f-l-u-l-u-v and then you can find me on like any you know spotify youtube you know uh, instagram facebook all of those
0: but um, i'm a big instagram guy so okay that's where you'll find me sounds good well thank you again for being on the show thank you bro Mm -hmm. appreciate it Boom, that's going to wrap it up for another episode of the My Mike and I podcast. Hey, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, I would greatly appreciate it if you left a rating and review. That would help. Let people know who are new to the podcast. Get them, you know, get a little taste of what the podcast is about, and they can go from there. Try it out as they do so. Especially if you like a particular episode, feel free to throw an episode number or what you liked about a particular episode in the, the rating and the review. That'd be really cool too. If you're listening on Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, any other platform, just be sure to subscribe, like, and follow the podcast. Follow the podcast on Instagram at my period mic and period I. You can also follow me on Twitter at underscore. For Noah Alvarez just for more personal sports takes um, man the Boston Celtics have been losing a lot of games lately so I've been kind of having my feels with that but um, yeah um, be sure to check out some of the other podcasts I got going on the front row seat with Jacob Fanshaw. we also got double down sports with Alec Romero a sip of crime with Mac I don't know if I'm gonna say your last name right so I'm not gonna even try and, of course, we got the Lock Talk podcast, too, with a series of different guests, people like Monica Zapeta, uh, AJ Newell. We've um, drawn a blank on some other names. George Galvan, Andrew Pasquini, some of the colleagues that I've had in the past. Shout out to them for being a part of those shows. And check out True 100 Radio, spelled T-R-U, the number one, 100radio.com, for all your podcasting needs, especially here in Orange County. Support local, listen local, and be local. All right, guys, before we wrap things up, did want to remind you guys to chase dreams, not checks. Never stop seeking knowledge. Hope you guys are battling through whatever obstacle you may be going to. And remember, it takes a little bit of patience, right? Think about how many people go fishing, especially like in a lake or a river or something small, slow. How long and how many times do they go out to that river before they catch anything? It could be sometimes days, weeks, months maybe even a year before they ever catch anything and take it home or catch anything worthy and so sometimes you know life is like that you're fishing fishing for opportunities look at me in this podcast look i'm on episode 145 but if i go back and listen to episode 30 i would not be pleased with you know the style i had at the time and even by episode 70 I probably think oh man there's a lot of room for improvement and even now I could say there's room for improvement in a lot of different areas but it, it's all a progress you know 145 this is probably this is three three and a half years almost in the making and here I am today but I wouldn't have been there I wouldn't be here today if it had it not been for day 10 episode 90 you know episode 122 one episode 129 i'm just throwing out random numbers but you get the idea all right so with that being said that's going to wrap it up for episode 145 of the my mike and i podcast i'm noah alvarez signing off till next time